0: Morning and welcome to another edition of the Recovery from Politics podcast. I'm your host Kyle Frame, and today is February eighth, twenty twenty one. So there's really only one big news story coming up today, and that involves the new impeachment trial of former President Trump. Um, it, it is constitutional don't even don't even go there. It's completely allowed. It's in precedent. They've done it before, just never with a president. Because one president has never needed it before. Um, among Trump's many records that he holds, uh, one in particular he holds is that he's the only president to be impeached in his first term. So that's what makes the second impeachment necessary. If he were just finishing up his second term, there wouldn't they they probably wouldn't be doing this. Um, at least not in this haphazard, slow walking kind of way. So uh, there's a few things that are concerning to me uh one of which is reports that the democrats are actually thinking that they shouldn't have witnesses that they should just make this happen really really fast so they can get back to the business of governing um that is not how you deal with a reckoning these people need to be reckoned with every single one of them um, i have always thought democrats in general are cowards um and it looks like this is where that stemmed from they uh they think it's bad for their re-election chances they think the people don't want this they think uh lindsey graham made a threat that uh that oh well if you call if you call witnesses i'm gonna call everybody and we're gonna get to the bottom of this and blah 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 and he'll he'll make it a shit show um which for me the inner fighter in me just says dude bring it fine We'll bring up everybody, including you. You were there. We're all witnesses to this. Um, I, I would it's it's so amazing the ineptitude of the Democratic Party. Uh, they had everything gifted to them on a silver platter. I mean, if you go back on December or excuse me, January sixth, and you watch the after effect of the riot at the Capitol. Uh, the Congress people were cowed. They were down. Uh, The people that supported it knew it was wrong. Um, Josh Hawley, complete chicken he is, uh, still went ahead with the whole, um, you know, I think the electors shouldn't count bullshit line, but then, you know, refused to argue it. (laughs) <laughs> so when the two chambers separated, normally there's like a, there's a two-hour period for each chamber to argue it. Well, when they went into the Senate all by itself and they said, does anybody have anything to say, everyone was like, no. And so they were done, and it was just the House for the rest of the night because they still had 30-some complete morons uh, trying to argue that Pennsylvania wasn't fair. <clears throat> um, and therefore, because Pennsylvania wasn't fair, clearly we need to throw out uh, all the electors in the entire election. Oh, we need to have another election, which there's no rule for that in the Constitution. They just wanted to make things up. But uh, to me, that this this whole witness thing is uh, because of Mitch McConnell. Okay, Last year, this time, uh, he decided that they were going to have the first impeachment without witnesses. Because he knew it looked bad. He knew there was no way he could win. You know, he just wanted to slam it shut and get it over with because he was right. Most people would forget about it and not even think about it. And most people don't care about Ukraine, um, even though that was the exact same behavior he was engaged in on January 6th when it was time for insurrection. It was practically the same thing. Um, and, and that really bothers me. He he unleashed the Pandora's box. I mean, it had, had Mitch McConnell allowed witnesses as if it were just a matter of you know procedure like it always has been uh then the democrats that there wouldn't be this whispering going around like oh we shouldn't call wis- uh, witnesses you know but, but now it's been done now there's precedent now you can have an impeachment without witnesses so the democrats of course are running like cowards like rats fleeing a ship because you know they're scared out of their mind stupid every single one of them is horrible. Um, you, you know, that there's this, uh, there was another article going on that, uh, Chuck Schumer is really worried that Ocasio-Cortez is going to challenge him in 2022. And I'm like, yes, bring it. You need to be challenged. Uh, I'm not even a fan of, you know, priming the heck out of Democrats necessarily, but it's like, no, I think, I think a few primary challenges could save you guys. It really could. It could let you know, because I think while, Ocasio-Cortez is in New York. She's in Brooklyn. Or, no, she's not. She's Queens. Sorry. I was just reading an article about another Brooklyn guy. Uh, she's in Queens. Uh, she obviously is in a very democratic, liberally dense location. So it's very possible she's living in an echo chamber. But I don't think she is because I think she really gets what I'm seeing, what everybody's seeing. I think she has a better pulse on this than than Chuck Schumer does, definitely. And most of the old guard in the Democratic Party Uh, the knives have to be out for these guys, uh, uh, metaphorically, of course, they should all face primary challenges. Even Nancy Pelosi from the left, from, from people who actually understand what is going on. It's like, you guys are failing us right now. You have failed us this last four years. They always point to, oh, well, 2018, we had a democratic blue wave. Yeah. And then 2020, you screwed it up with the most impeachable president we've ever had on the ballot. You barely won okay this is this is ridiculous nonsense they're always taking the wrong lessons from the previous you know event and this is ridiculous to me it's like this should be a slam dunk honestly vote to have witnesses and then you drag every single one up you don't say oh well we only need one of these people no you get them all there every single one of them you even call his kids up you get his kids on the stand you get ivanka you get Don Jr. You get every single one of them. They're private citizens now. They can't hide behind the presidential seal. You get them. You drag them up there. You make them go under oath, and you make them tell everybody. Or you have a very very easy lying under oath case. You know, you can't force Trump up there. Uh, that's fine. I, I would get his kids. I would get, uh, you know, Stephen Miller. I'd get Bannon. I'd get all of them. Hell, I'd even get the Infowars idiot up there. Get them all up there. Every single one of them. And if there's a a Fox News or OAN contributor who is uh, cheerleading this crap along with them, yeah, get them up there too. All of them. Every single one of them. I would make it as painful as possible because that is the lesson that the Democrats should have learned from this Benghazi nonsense. Benghazi was four people killed on the other side of the world... and they dragged it out for years hearing after hearing day after day pounding the same message even though there was nothing there the republicans destroyed Hillary Clinton as much as they could and it was just enough to get Trump elected they just couldn't do that with Biden what they would have. They tried with Hunter. They tried to make that into something, but people just weren't grabbing it. There was no traction outside of the magosphere. The Democrats need to learn it. They, They have this opportunity here. The House already screwed it up. Nancy Pelosi already screwed it up by not holding the vote immediately after that insurrection that night on the 6th. She should have just fast tracked this as quickly as possible, just a straight up or down. Let's do this. Let's get it to the Senate right away. Drop it at Mitch McConnell's feet. And say, yeah, now it's your ball. Have fun. When the Republicans were still playing defense, when they were still discombobulated, when they still didn't have a coherent plan, when a lot of their members were really shaky and still scared of what the hell just happened and what monster they just unleashed from hell. But instead, they played politics with it. And that's really what bugs me about the House. The House is not supposed to be that way. The House is supposed to be the id of America. It was designed that way. That's why they only do two-year terms. The entire thing is overflown. It's not meant to be methodical and slow and conservative. It's supposed to be very liberal and quick and decisive and right or wrong, damn it, we're going to charge full steam ahead. But now you have these individuals in the House, and this is one of the arguments against um, or for... Term limits is you have these people who are entrenched. I mean, how long has Nancy Pelosi been in Congress? Should we have Congress people who are in the House for that length of time? They might as well be senators, in which case they no longer act as House members. They're no longer acting emotionally. They're acting, you know, very calmly and slowly. And unfortunately, that's not how the House was designed. It was designed with two year increments. The entire thing gets completely overthrown every two years. And a brand new Congress is introduced. And that is done so that the American people have an emotional id. They can, they can, you know what? Things suck. I'm voting the opposition this time. They're not supposed to sit there and think about, oh, you know, the senator is going to be there for six whole years. And once he's in, he's in. I really got to think about that. No, the, the House is meant to be your emotional outburst, your fuck that guy button. That's That's what the House is supposed to be. the House isn't acting like that because it's run by these people who are just entrenched and been there for decades, and they're not scared of losing their seat. And that has caused this complete failure of the House to move with any urgency on anything. The Senate, ah, the Senate's going to be slow, the Senate's going to be methodical, but that is by design. And if the rules were changed where it was a simple up and down and this filibuster nonsense were gotten rid of, you would see a more effective Senate. So I'm, I'm, I'm very concerned the Democrats went ahead and they're, they're gonna go ahead and take this brand new toy that Mitch McConnell has handed them of, oh, we can have an impeachment without witnesses. And they're gonna run with it because they think, oh, the American people just wanna move on. No, they don't. That's what the right keeps saying. Of course they just want to move on have you ever been in trouble before the first thing you want to do is get it over with oh please go get this over with okay growing up i had parents with two different styles all right my mother was the um (laughs) what was definitely the emotional id of the just i'm gonna spank the crap out of you right now because you're pissing me off and you know i deserved every one of them i'm not here to advocate anti-spanking but you know, and, then you, and then you had my dad, who was uh, the very pragmatic, slow walker of the two when it came to punishments. There were times where me and my brother would piss my mom off so much, she would turn to us and be like, I'm going to wait for your dad to get home. And that didn't have the same kind of like, uh-oh, he's going to bust out the belt and really tan our hides. No, it meant we were going to sit in our rooms quietly while my dad droned on forever in a lecture. And, and it would just, good God, let it end. I love the man. He can talk. Probably where I got it from. Uh, But, but, you know, the, the first thing I did, I mean, we, we, at some points, tears in our eyes would be like, mom, please, can't you just beat us and get it over with? Can we just move on? I mean, I've been in trouble before. The first thing I would love to do, I would love to make a wish. Uh, Yeah. Can it just be tomorrow now? You know, I, I don't want to face the consequences today. I mean this is ridiculous of course they want us to move on you're giving the Republicans what they want you have them this is clear-cut we all saw it on television live this is the easiest decision you've ever made and I'm wondering who the hell is in these guys ears who is talking to the Democrats right now because it's 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 mind-boggling to me I'm like this this is the easiest layup in the history of layups really this is this is a cakewalk and you guys can't even get this done now me personally because i actually read the damn thing the mueller report was pretty much slammed shut too they didn't even move on that and the ukraine thing was so damned obvious yet they decided to you know slow walk that and oh, make sure all the i's are dotted and the t's are crossed oh you just impeach really it should be reflexive hey crime was committed impeach like that second like, I don't even care. Bring it to the whole House vote. Don't don't have a committee. Don't have an investigation. Oh, we need to gather all the facts. No, you're the House. Let the Senate do that. You guys instead set the precedent. That the House is going to do all the investigating, and the Senate's just going to sit there and be like, Well, this is what they gave us, so I guess we don't need to call any sen- uh, witnesses to this today. They just voted down witnesses. Ah, oh, the House didn't do their job. They passed the buck. Uh, the house doesn't know what position they're in they work too much with the senate sometimes and they really want to defend the president more than anything else and it drives me up the wall because i'm like look i hate the republicans but they know how to do this they know how to play national politics and the democrats don't and unfortunately this is the kind of stuff that leads to real authoritarians in the future i don't think donald trump is going to be king for life i'm worried about the next guy okay Donald Trump didn't just disappear and slink quietly into the night. If there are no repercussions right now for Ted Cruz, Josh Hawley, and all these other batshit crazy people who seem to think that he is the rightful winner and 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 everything, if they're still vying for Trump votes because that's the only way they can become president one day, that means they're going to act like Trump from here until then for the whole thing. And once they get in office, they're going to sit there and be like, you know what? Trump got away with murder. Literal murder. He incited a mob into violence. They committed murder. And nothing happened to him. He told our allies to go fuck themselves. He literally hugged tyrants and authoritarians. Nothing happened to him. What lesson would you take away from that? And again, I'll draw the sibling comparison. If you've ever had a brother or a sister who constantly seems to get away with every little fucking thing. What lesson would you draw? I mean, we're looking at most of these idiots who stormed the Capitol on the 6th. were honest to God shocked to find out that the FBI showed up on their doorstep a few days later with a warrant shocked what do you mean i didn't do anything wrong i just smashed some windows and sat in the pelosi's chair and stole her mail which is a federal offense by the way i didn't what do you mean i have to be punished what do you mean there are consequences for my actions i mean you can tell these idiots didn't think anything bad was going to happen to them they all recorded it They streamed it live. Hey, look at me. I'm in the Capitol, tearing shit apart and hunting down Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. This is the easiest case I've ever seen. It's right there. You know what? There's one better. Jack Ruby shooting Harvey Oswald. Live on camera. It was clear. Yep, that man pulled the trigger that that's this. That this is this is cake. This is easy. And this is not the time to buckle down and say, "Oh, we need to come together as a country." No. This is punishment time. This is this is this is Sherman. This is Sherman marching through the South saying, "No, sorry, I'm not going to treat you guys fairly. I'm going to I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to burn your fields, and you guys are going to like us for it." That's what we need right now. We need somebody like that in the Senate right now who's like no, we're not going to let you go for this. We're going to kick your ass over this. And you're going to thank us for it later because you as a party will be better. We're going to help you purge this cancer from you. We're going to wreck it. This whole house of cards is getting burnt down to the ground. That's what we need right now. We don't have, we don't have a Sherman. We have a Chuck Schumer. Who's you know worried about governing who can't get rid of the filibuster because he can't control his own caucus who's gonna make deals left and right with Mitch McConnell of all people who if the shoe were on the other foot it would never happen. What is the line uh, when they tell you who they are believe him believe them we know who they are why are the democrats softballing these people they've admitted to all being snakes to being anti-american anti-constitutional insiders of violence at every opportunity and and here's here's the big thing right this was not as much as the republicans are trying to say oh it was just that one moment on the sixth and and we didn't know no you knew you knew there's this uh I think it's uh there's an episode show. Excuse me. There's a show called the Ozarks. Uh in Ozark, and it's on Netflix, good show by the way. Uh, you know, there's a husband and wife, and the husband finds out that his wife has been uh having an affair behind his back this whole time. And she tries to accuse him of you know hiring a how dare you hire a private investigator to blah blah blah. blah, blah. Yeah. And and he goes back and he has this amazing comeback. He's like, Yeah. But this wasn't the one time. How many times did you not say no? How many times did you say yes? The first time he smiled at you, did you say no? The first time he buy you a drink, did you say no? The first time he invited you to a hotel room, did you say no? It's like, it's like cheating. And in this case, crime don't just happen. It's not, oh, I made one bad decision. No, you made a series of bad decisions. And if I were a Democrat in the Senate right now, that is the case I would be making. Hey, all the way back here in 2016, when this guy was calling for violence during his rallies to just beat people who disagreed with him and kick him out on the streets. When he told his own supporters, he would cover their lawyer fees if they beat the shit out of anybody protesting his, his rallies. When he told the police unions that he wishes they would just rough up more criminals a little more frequently. And then, of course, you know, get shocked when it actually happens. You know, all the way back then. You guys all said yes way back then. And you said yes over and over and over and over and over again until it bubbled over. And even when it bubbled over, most of you still said yes. And then you said no for like half a minute and then you circled those wagons. Now you're back on the yes train. No, that's what makes them guilty. There's no such thing as I made one bad decision. There is always several, multiple, hundreds, thousands of decisions that you made before that that led to it and that is this case right here they could have said no a long time ago hell the bare minimum was you said no on november 4th when we held our election and he immediately started claiming victory the night of when you know not all the votes had been tallied you should have said no there and the next day when the votes started swinging the other way for biden because of the mail-in drop-offs you should have said no there And then after all the press and everybody had went ahead and called it for biden because it was painfully obvious he just won in a landslide you should have said no there but they didn't they never did they always supported him and they always kept pushing they had opportunity after opportunity to keep the blood off their hands they didn't say no until the blood was already there democrats are weak every single one of them I never got on this whole idea of uh, Bernie Sanders, one of the big complaints. Oh, well, if he wants to be the Democratic nominee, he should be a Democrat. No, I don't blame him at all. I wouldn't want to be with you people. Good Lord, you can't organize anything. You don't believe in anything. You don't fight for anything. Why on earth would I want to be a Democrat? And I don't understand why anybody else would either. There are record numbers right now of Republicans leaving the party in droves. I'm sitting here going, why isn't the same happening for the Democrats? They have not earned my trust. They have not earned my vote. They had the privilege of being anti-Trump. Not the Orange God King. So yeah. Uh, hopefully tomorrow we'll actually have some real news to report on something other than what should be a slam dunk. But instead we have this. So uh, other than that, Brady's not the GOAT. I'm sorry to tell you. It's just not true. He's been lucky. He is one of 51 people on a team, and a whole lot of coaches and everything else. Uh, I'm sorry. He came into the league with a team already ready to win with Bill Belichick. He stayed with him until it was no longer the case, and then he went to a ready to make ready to win team with Tampa Bay. You know, I'm sorry. There are plenty of it. Serena Williams is the greatest American athlete in history, bar none. You go look at how many titles that woman has won. I don't think it's even close. Uh, and then if you want team sports, it's still Michael Jordan. He went into a crap team in Chicago, stayed there with them, turned them into a dynasty, willed them into a dynasty. And did he leave and go to a ready-made team to go succeed? Did he immediately tra- get, demand a trade to the Lakers who were already built? No, he did not. Kobe Bryant is a better tra- better uh, champion than Tom Brady. And, in my opinion, also better than LeBron James. LeBron James does the same thing. Oh, Cleveland sucks. I'm going to go to Miami. Miami's cool. We win some championships. Oh, they're starting to suck now. Better go somewhere else. Go back to Cleveland. Oh, Cleveland's good now. We'll win here. Oh, Cleveland sucks again. Go to the Lakers. Oh, wait. Cleveland's, you know, Lakers are winning now. Woohoo! And he's on that train. I'm like, no, I'm sorry. You're just collecting trophies. You're not creating a legacy. That might be a generational thing. You know, we're all fighting for the likes on our Facebook posts. The more likes we get, the better. I'm I'm wondering if athletes now aren't suddenly looking at trophies and just like, yeah, I need more of those. I don't need to build a legacy. I just need to collect more trophies. And what am I saying? I mean, LeBron's making millions. And, you know, he's got companies and people who adore him. And I obviously agree with him on political issues. Um, I mean, the guy's not stupid. Uh, But, yeah, no. It's, it's Jordan and Serena for me. Yes. Two greatest American champions, American athletes in history. And I don't think it's even close. But, you know, you guys can always send me an email at recoveryfrompolitics@gmail.com We're also on Twitter at uh, politics underscore from. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. And I've created an Instagram account, but that thing's not working right now. So uh, don't be mad at me if you send stuff. Although if you do send stuff to it, let me know. Uh, but I promise I will respond to your emails. So, uh, come fight me. See you guys tomorrow.